The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Friday, December 8th, 2023. We kicked it in a little early this week. We were actually trying for a Thursday show, but unfortunately couldn't get that one going. But we did get here a day early. So instead of the Sunday Eve that we usually do, we'll be hitting you up so you have all weekend long to kick back and enjoy the velvety sounds of Rich and Christopher Eggy. So, without further ado, we are here entering to, is it week 13 or did I screw it up? Is it week 14? Uh, week 14. Week 14. Last week was 13. As they say, it goes by fast, but as week 14 is staring us down, and as we are heading full steam ahead, I guess the question has become now... Chris, do we even bother with the rest of the season and the playoffs, or do we just hand over the title to the San Francisco 49ers? As after a three-week pause in their schedule, pause, if you haven't heard, that's a super big thing in like all of social media now and media and podcasting, pause. I don't know who started it, but Cameron and Mason, it is what it is. Podcast has been going nuts with it. And now I hear fucking everybody say pause everywhere. So with the pause in the 2023 49ers season now in the rear view, what do we do here? Can anybody compete with these guys or no? Yeah, I mean, all it takes is one of those top tier guys on their team to go down and it's proven they just they don't win unless they have that whole team so if is that the case though is that really the case yeah that's that's exactly what happened well actually they all of the internet and tv has made a really big deal about how trent williams is the reason that they lost those games they he he goes out and then all the statistics with their their averages and average depth of target. Well, you were all Debo Samuel, so yeah. I, Are you converting to Trent Williams now? Well, no, I'm rep- I'm I'm just reporting, repeating what I'm you know relaying what I what I heard on social media. I've heard the same. I I agree. I've heard the same thing. Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. You heard about Trent Williams or heard they were both out at the same time. You heard that too. Yeah. But I Debo Debo's a big piece to that team as, as pretty evident last week, but he's, I don't, I, I think they could be okay without him. I, I just don't see like McCaffrey's going to have to they're going to have to start limiting his reps here nearing the end of the season after they've like the you can't you can't just like they they lean on him so much that it's like 
he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt or he's going to... Well, we we were saying that at the beginning of the season, as was anybody that didn't draft him number one in their fantasy drafts, and it hasn't happened. So I understand the concern that he does get banged up. He seems to get banged up quite a bit, but it really hasn't happened. I mean, there was that one fluky game, right, where, what, it was like an oblique injury, but he was fine. So it was nothing ultimately to worry about. But, I mean, if he stays healthy, he can't really kind of turn around and be like, ah, you know, they're going to have to take the, the pedal off the metal here and ease up on him because otherwise he, he's going to get hurt. I mean, I don't think he can go that way, right? I mean, you need him to just play. If you got him, you got him. If you don't, I mean, shit, you're SOL. I don't agree. I don't think... Listen, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think I don't agree from a coach's perspective or a uh, general manager's perspective. Their their thought process is going to be, let's get Elijah Mitchell some touches. Let's get uh, Jordan Mason some touches and let's start limiting his reps the more they win. Have you seen the social media posts with... Jordan Mason. We're going we're going to go from all the way to McCaffrey down to Jordan Mason. Well, he's the third in line. I I mean, I know. But come on. I mean, I don't know if they're going to really say, yeah, I Eliza Mitchell, yeah, maybe get him a little bit more involved to get, you know, McCaffrey less involved. But again, they need W's, right? I that's mean, what that's what you didn't let me finish my statement. What I was saying was okay, as they get fuckface, continue. <laughs> as they get more and more wins, and they start securing that that division title, and let's say Philly keeps winning or Philly loses, it's a different, it's a totally different story based off of what Philly does. If they're gonna they're gonna have to keep playing until let's say week seventeen, right? I'm I'm not saying they're gonna pull McCaffrey now, but if they're gonna want a healthy team as evident what happens when they lose their players uh they're they can't just keep playing all these guys especially McCaffrey they can't just keep giving him 30 touches a game he's not gonna hold up have you seen the? have you seen the social media you say I mean maybe he does hold up have you seen the social media of his wife or his girlfriend videoing him walking in in from like I don't know, it was like two, three weeks ago. No. I, and, I, what, what was he, like a crippled old man and he was just like limping around and shit? No, 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 no. It's, it's like, it's him without his shirt on and she's like videoing all the bruises on his body. Dude, he, I destroyed by bruises. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, but. How, yeah, how beat up That's he is. one video. I would imagine that I, 75% of the NFL looks like that after a, a Sunday. Right, I mean, these guys are. I mean, they're basically car collisions every single play. So yeah, I mean, you're gonna get yeah. banged up and bruised. But I, to your point, I understand what you're saying. It is the concern that everybody's had for a while. And so, what happens if you lose him? Well, we don't know what Elijah Mitchell will be because we just haven't seen him used with that kind of frequency. Right. So, I, I mean, McCaffrey being out would be, I would say, more or less catastrophic to the offense to what you were alluding to 
earlier at the beginning of this is that Debo Samuel probably isn't as catastrophic. However, losing him for three games, they lost the three, and everybody and their brother was saying that that was the reason, right? So, right. But here's what here's my point though. They are they aren't just like beating people. They're they're destroying people, right? And and why are why play why why they have to think about the future. So as we get towards the end of the season, if they're hammering, like they're, th- what, what are they? 13 point favorites. What, what's the spread? Yes. So week? we will get to that shortly. It'll probably be, uh, uh, no, that game will not be one of our games this week because it stinks. Well, Seahawks are the reason that it won't, but the 49ers like, like, were earlier in the day, 11 point favorites. I pulled that line probably around five o'clock Friday and it currently shot all the way up to 13. Right. So, so that was two solid points in a day, in hours. You're, let's say they're up by 14 at the end of the third quarter. There's no reason to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey 17 times in a row again. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like They have to start thinking about that. Yes. That is something that, I mean, all teams that are in the playoff hunt or have some kind of command of their playoff future should start doing because at this point now with what we've seen in 2023 in the NFL you got to you got to take care of your guys and the only way you can really take care of your guys in modern football is just put them on the sidelines so yes i agree once the 49ers or whatever team we might be talking about that's in the playoffs and has a hefty lead should probably just start sitting there guys because let's go back to last week and the NFL lost yet another quarterback when uh, Trevor Lawrence went down with a high ankle sprain. And now he, I know, you know, it's going to be weeks before he gets in. And, you know, I mean, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or Christian McCaffrey or whoever the player might be, you know, I mean, the teams just aren't that deep that they can, you know, cover for some of these injuries especially a quarterback. I mean, the Jaguars thing is crazy. Well, he's going to play. I, I don't think he's playing this week. I, I Maybe. I mean, they say he's been practicing every day. Uh, I mean, it, to me, that would be stupid. Because what? Why? why risk it simply the week after, right? I mean, get, give him a week, you know, rather than test it. Because look at Kenny Pickett who had a, a banged-up ankle, went out there, tested it, goes to the goal line, and then all of a sudden he's out for multiple weeks. You got to throw Trubisky up there yes, last night. And, you know, could maybe that loss tanks your season to a shitbox Patriots team, which, look, that that lineman, did you watch the game before I start getting into it? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that lineman moving his head was not offsides. I'm sorry. was not a false start. It was offsides on the defense. Yeah. It still doesn't matter. They still, they fucking gave a horrible, they gave like, a, I, I can't believe they allowed Ezekiel Elliott to, to, I don't even know how many yards he had, 200 yards of offense, whatever the fuck it was. Like, that's absurd. The dude's like, 30 years old. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even watch the first half of the game, so by the time I saw it, he had done most of the damage. 
So when I turned it on, they were, you know, 21, whatever it was. And then uh, San Francisco scored a touchdown, I think, that made it 21-18. So, and then I'm like, okay, well, now it's a game I can watch this. I, I looked at Trubisky's numbers, and it was like, they were awful. I think in the fourth quarter, he had like 99 yards passing or some shit like that. Or at he, some point he, later in the game. He was terrible. Yeah, he's really bad. He's really no, bad. Belichick, Belichick figured out that because Highsmith went down, they the the Steelers had no linebackers and they could just run these like screen passes and these dump off passes and nobody could stop them. Like there was nobody to stop them. And then all of a sudden they came out at halftime and like they were a different team. They they were a totally different team. They they it was really weird. It was really, really weird. If Pittsburgh had played the way they played in the second half, starting from the beginning of the game, they probably would have won by two touchdowns. Uh, maybe from what I was watching, and it was late in the game, you know, it just felt like if they had another quarter, Pittsburgh would have won that game. And yeah. then they put themselves in that position where they, they, they're trying to fight to get a first down while they're punting. Bullshit call, and again, everybody went absolutely ballistic because these refs this year have been terrible. I mean, between the quarterback injuries, the quality of play, the refereeing, th- this has been one of the worst football regular seasons on record in quite a long time. But let's go back to that game just real quick because the other part that was interesting, the game sucked, and you know Pittsburgh I have no faith in anyway, so I don't care if they get knocked out. Um, all, all those teams that are fighting for the for the wild card there are junk anyway. But at the end of the game, I I'm not a Mike Tomlin fan, and, and we've talked about this. I don't know necessarily where you stand on him, but to me, he's been there for God knows how long. You know, he's got the one t- one Super Bowl, which was with what's his faces. Uh, well, which was against Arizona, who should have won. Right, I mean Arizona should have won that game, um, but anyway, he's never done anything. And then you get this situation late in the game where they get a third and two off of a second down at the pass to the flat. Get yourself the first down, and then just line, try to put yourself in a position to get some more yards and get this field goal. You need the field goal, and fucking. He throws like a, a, a you know a deep pass on third and two, <laughs> fourth and two. No, on third and two too. Like third and no, two was a shit call too. Like, third and two was like an out. It was like an out route. But it was an out right. right but you could have run the ball right. I mean, I, but I don't... it was stupid. It was it was you're a hundred percent right. It was just really really bad. But like back like back to back Tomlin back to back oh bullshit you're the you're the head coach you're in that spot you're making that fucking call you're you you've got it in your headset you have to be hearing it I, again I don't know how what you hear on the sidelines I imagine that the coach hears all these things because they're all tapped in but it doesn't matter let's say he doesn't hear the calls he just should patch in and been like I, I'm giving fucking approval for these last two calls right for these calls going here on out and you should have been like run run. Two runs, right? Two runs, get the first down, and then we can start over again. But you know, I mean, he, he does if the they out. Had a quarterback, they had a fucking quarterback who. But that makes no, that makes just. I mean, that makes my point. You don't have a quarterback, so why are you going to throw an out route on third and then okay a bomb on fourth? Like, like that throw was so ridiculous. 
It was like, you know, Matt, Trubisky's not going to get a call if that's what you're looking for. And Trubisky's not going to make that throw because he's Trubisky. It was just a ridiculous set of downs. It was really stupid. And I just was sitting there scratching my head and I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, this is Tomlin. Regardless of who the coordinators are at any given time, this is what you get. You just get a letdown, constant letdown. You know, and I mean, you could have said the same for uh, for fucking Roethlisberger at the end of his career too. But I, you know, I mean, that's going way back a little. Oh, well, yeah, you can't knock Roethlisberger for being Roethl. I mean, he was, he was, he can't even. The dude can't even walk. Yeah, I know. Well, that's all this guy. Well, how about Breeze talking about how he can't throw the fucking he can't throw a ball with his right arm anymore? You know, he's yeah. It's st- he would still play if he could. Well, throw I mean, a fucking football. Everybody would play if they could do this or that. You know, I mean, he was done at the end anyway, so can't hear about that. But um, uh, to your point, and we got completely off track there. We were talking about uh, Pittsburgh, and that came off of uh, that came off of San Francisco, uh, which we were talking about injuries, and I just fucking lost it. But who who gives a shit? Um. Anyway, so we will uh, we'll get back in here. We'll do a quick uh, little summary of the stats, and then we'll get into the best games, rest of the slate, and then our gambling, where Chris had a big week last week. Congratulations to he as he netted himself some wins. Uh, I I actually got a win, but I think it was a net loss because I yeah you know, I I did the round robin with all the underdogs and that didn't hit for the second week in a row so anyway uh away we go here we go first down so we both won our best bets hello that put chris at 58 percent for the year i am at 45 so he's got me in best bets he also has me in super picks i went four and one so kudos to me but unfortunately, Chris, even at three and two, has me at fifty-three percent to my poultry forty-eight. So both of those, Chris, is over fifty percent, while I am under. So Nick, so good for me. Uh, the two seventy-two, though, where we pick all of the games, I was seven and four, five. Chris was eight and four, but I still have him there. I'm at fifty-two percent. That's the only place I got him. And that's at 49% for him. So 52 to his 49. How do we weigh up against the Sharps, the money, and the tickets? Well, last week the Sharps were not so good. They were four and seven. The money's were money was even at six and six. And Joe Public was eight and four. The public has been crushing it this year. They're coming in the best of all of us at 55%. Money's just about even at 51%, and the Sharps are under 50% at 46. Parlays, I was one and four. Chris was one and one. Teasers, I was 0 and one. Uh, and then that basically does it for all of our betting. To talk about the streaks, the favorites won last week, eight to four. Of those four, Chris, you want to take a stab at how many dogs won outright? Of the four dogs that covered, uh, three. Oh, congratulations! It was three. Okay. And you know what? Looking back at it, I don't even know the one team that did not cover. What was the one team that did not win, that covered but did not win? Uh, the Seahawks. The Seahawks. Incorrect, sir. No. It was the Panthers, the lowly Panthers, who almost had a win and needed Tampa Bay to come from behind a big bomb to Mike Evans. Fucking Mike Evans, man. That guy is awesome. 
Always has been. I, I don't know if he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Never had a season under 1,000 yards. You know, he's 30 years old. He's as old as, as, uh, as Stephon Diggs, by the way, if you can believe that. Uh, I was pulling out all these stats on him, and he's as old as Stephon Diggs. He's as old as Devontae Adams. Mike Evans, total yards, number seven. Diggs is at 10. Adams is at 16. Kelsey's at seven. Oh, that, that, that was for the year. Sorry. Total yards for the year, wide receivers. Evans is at seven. Diggs is at 10. Adams is at six, and Kelsey is at 17 for the year. That's how good Mike Evans has been. But anyway, that was uh, the reason that the Panthers did not win because... That's a loaded stat. How, well, I mean, it's just this year. It's just this year, but still... Yeah, but it's... But but did you, but comparative to the amount of targets they're getting, what is it? Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't break it down by targets. I was just saying, you know, like Mike Evans, people talk about him every here and there. But, I mean, Devontae Adams, they gave all this money for because he was the best, you know, wide receiver in football. And, you know, Kelsey, you know, obviously the Swift thing. But, I mean, people talked about him constantly. Diggs, the same thing. Rarely do you hear people talk about Mike Evans. You know, I mean, if you do, it's fantasy players because they know how good he's been and that he's been netting 1,000 yards a year every single fucking year. But, yeah. you know, last week it was like 170-something yards or something like that. It was fucking ridiculous. But anyway, uh, he caused the Panthers to not get the four out of four for dog wins. So the Panthers end up losing that. So, anyway, that's where I was. Uh, home dogs, one and six. They're terrible in the year, 45%. Uh, as Oh, back to those dogs that cover. Dogs that win. The dogs that cover, they win outright 77% of the time. That's how crazy it is. We talk about that every week, and I keep plugging it just to let you know. If you want the dog, just bet them to win. Bet the money line. Home dogs, like I said, 1-6. and six. Over and unders went to the overs at 7-4. and four. The unders still own the season at 58%, but that number was higher just a couple of weeks ago at over 60. Uh, and then the teases were their usual. Uh, you know, they, they hover there around 70%. Obviously, the overs is the only thing that's been struggling with the teases. They're under 70%. All the other ones, favorites, dogs, and unders, are all over 70%. Uh, teams with a halftime lead, that's where we'll wrap it up. Last week, they were 10-1. and 79% on the year. So, again, getting the lead into halftime is one of the biggest things you could do to put the game in your favor. Uh, that, that was not eloquently said, but and that was ripped off from years and years and years ago when I first started listening to uh, Warren Sharp. Warren Sharp was huge on halftime leads. And, uh, you know, if you just track it, it is what it is, man. Uh, you get a halftime lead, and that, that game is yours more than not. So the one team, one team that blew their halftime lead, Chris, take a stab. I'm putting you on the board. The Rams. The Rams. Incorrect, sir. No, because the Rams won. So they couldn't have uh, had a halftime lead and lose it. But had oh, you they said, did. yeah, had you said the Tennessee Titans, you would have been correct. 
So the Tennessee uh, Titans had their lead and then blew that sucker. So anyway, uh, now we will begin talking about all of the games and the lines. Uh, all of the lines will be brought to you by DraftKings. Well, not brought to you by, but that's where I'm getting the stats from. And then all of the gambling stats themselves are pulled from the Action Network app. Uh, you can listen to a bunch of their podcasts. Again, they're not sponsored to the show. No affiliation, but that's where I'm getting you all the data. I'm trying to remember to say that stuff before we actually start talking about it because otherwise it's kind of like, what's your fucking source? Well, that's what it is. DraftKings for the lines, Action Network for the, for the stats. So, top three games. Chris, I'm thinking Cowboys, Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Falcons, Bucks. Any arguments there? You want to? No. No? You, nope, you that's like all right. of them? Yep. So, yep. All right, away we go. Second down. And so we will fly out for the first of those three, the best of the weekend, and it is the Sunday night extravaganza. For the Dallas Cowboys will be hosting the Philadelphia Eagles coming off a treacherous stretch of games here over the past couple of weeks will now have to face their NFC East rivalry. The game will be in favor of the Cowboys, three and a half points. 52 is the over-under. The Sharps will be in on the Cowboys, 61% of the tickets on Dallas as well, while 64% of the money pool will be favoring Philadelphia and Dom, whoever the fuck Dom is. Big Dom, right? That was his name, Big Dom. Who's Big Dumb? Big Oh, come on, Chris. Really? I mean It's about to get all stupid up in here. Big Dumb, dude. He's he's the Philadelphia Eagle. I, I, I think he's their cleaner. Uh you know, player safety or you know he, he he's the guy that poked uh, that pushed away Greenlaw and then Greenlaw stuck his hand in his face and they both got ejected. Oh, I didn't know the guy's name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Dom. Big Dom is the guy. And then, you know, there were players that were like, I die for Big Dom. So I think he's the the resident cleaner, right? So, I mean, historically speaking, all of these NFL teams have cleaners on their their staff, uh, whether they're paid or not known. This guy obviously is known because he's all over the fucking sidelines. But, uh, you know, and and they have these, uh, you know, designated people that go in and try to fix players' messes. So, and get them out of trouble and, you know, connections to the police and local authorities and et cetera, et cetera, and, you know, if people get paid off for things that you just have never yeah, heard about. Yeah, protect protecting their investment. Yeah, I get so. It. Uh, anyway, but, uh, yes, Big Dom uh, is on the sideline of the Eagles, who will be dogs here on the road. And what a fucking stretch it's been for Philadelphia, huh? I mean, it's been pretty brutal. And I know I mentioned it last week, but... I, again, I, you know, if you talk to Philly fans, they were not really sold on what was going on. They were very nervous about the season. And then you go into that game last week against San Francisco. And, I mean, it you, you just... And boom goes the dynamite. Is exactly what happened. So uh, what, do you, what do you feel about the Eagles at this point? Do you think that, you know, they, they just got caught because it's been a long stretch for them? And which would mean that they're now on the road. It's going to be tougher for them now, too. Or I, do you think it was just like one week at San Francisco? What the hell are you going to do? Uh, you know, it's San Francisco. They're fucking good. Uh, yeah, I, I said it to you last week before that game. I was like, it was my best bet. I was with you. Yeah. But to, to, to my point last week, like losing that game doesn't, doesn't 
really mean shit to them. What what matters more is beating Philadelphia, beating Dallas this week, and then closing out the season, right? Because they were they were two games ahead, so losing that game, while important, obviously, it's it wasn't like the end all be all for their season, and and that's what I was trying to to say last week with with the point that like yes, we both agreed San Francisco was like a lock almost last week. And so I didn't think it was going to be that much of a lock. I'll tell you that much. No, I didn't. I didn't think it was going to. Dude, I I fucking I was at work, and remember, I worked for like a, a Pennsylvania company. So I was at work, and I saw that it was like I don't know fourteen three or something. Or well, it was uh, ugly after one quarter. It, it, it looked like San Francisco. It looked like shit. Purdy, you know, had come back. Right, right. And so I, I, you know, I, I, unfortunately I work on Sundays. So like, I couldn't really see everything that happened, but I just happened to get like flashes across the screen of, it was like 14, six at halftime or some shit. Right. Or no, or it was, uh, uh, like San Fran had the, San Fran had the lead at, at, it was after the first quarter. It was like San Francisco had zero points. And they and scored what like, six straight, uh, six straight touchdowns or something like that, or like four straight touchdowns or some shit. Um, and I was like, oh, it's six nothing. And Philly had the ball and was driving, and that was like the last thing I saw. And I'm like, oh, fucking Phil- San Francisco packed it up for this game. And I I got into like a really deep case at work, and I couldn't see from like five o'clock until I, I punched out at like seven and I, I open up my phone to get in the car and it's like 42 to, to 18 or something. And I was like, what? Yeah. They really, they what really the piled it on. Fuck? The end. It, it I got, was like, what the fuck happened? Well, you know, it, it was a little bit tighter than that score let on. And then at the end, it just got ugly. So, but it just looked like they were two different teams, right? And to the point that you said last week, and I know that, you know, other people had said it as well, but, you know, playing the the game into overtime, you know, tough, tough to come right back and then play the best, probably the best team in, in football, especially when you're Philadelphia, because remember, this was a little stretch here where, you know, you had to, you had to play some fucking people here you had the bills you had san francisco and then the game behind the bills was uh who do you remember before i pull it up uh i don't i i do know that chiefs chiefs it was was cowboys chiefs bills 49ers you want to talk about a fucking stretch holy shit cowboys you know cowboys chiefs bills 49ers cowboys Right, Cowboys. And, it, well, if you want to go back before that. If you want to go even further back. Dolphins. You could go Dolphins or, you know. You go Jets Dolphins, went- then. Well, yeah, the Jets. Who cares about the Jets? It was a loss, whatever. But, like, Dolphins, Commanders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that really is. Really bad. Right? And, I mean, you're, you're one in, one, five and one over that stretch. Five and one over that stretch. So anyway, back to this game. I mean, do they have a shot here going into Sunday Night Football against the the Cowboys? I mean, I think they got a I, yeah, shot. You're gonna get, yeah, you're going to get a much 
I, I don't care how jacked up the Cowboys are going to be for this game. You're, you're, you're getting a much, much different Philadelphia. You're going to get a much different Philadelphia team. You know that Sirianni rested his players this week. You know that he knows they know each other because it's an NFC rival game. Like this is a much this is a much different scenario, much much different. Is scenario. it though? Is it? I, I I don't know about that. I don't know. Look, the 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 Eagles right now. I think the bigger concern of the two sides of the ball is their defense, because I think their defense should be a lot stronger than what it is. And you know, I, I mean, everybody has their opinions of, of you know what's going on with it, but it they're not a super strong squad, right? And then the offense, you know, can come and go. I, on the Cowboys side, their offense is firing off. And I think that their defense is pretty goddamn solid, you know. I mean, Parsons hasn't had the season that I wish he did. I mean, he's been good, but, I mean, I, I bet on him being the player of the year, and that's not going to happen. Um, but the Bland guy has been blowing up. He's been a huge bonus for that secondary um, and their their offense is good and the defense is good. I, I mean, I, I think they got both. I think both sides of the ball are better in this one. Uh, I pick Philly. I, I I think Philly is my best bet. You can lock it in. Philly's your best bet. Wow! Of all the games this week, Philly's your best bet. I thought for sure you were going to go Bills as your best bet. Nope. Although I do love the Bills too. I know. I, I not, mean, I know you I'm do. I'm not going to. I love the Bills, but I'm not going to play the Bills because if they show up and Kansas City jumps out to a 14-3 to lead, they're going to have a hell of a time coming back from that. Yeah, well, we'll get to that game next to wrap up this one. You're going to take the Eagles. I'm going to take the Cowboys here. Look, if the Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles you know, ever, if they want a shot at this division, if they want a shot of getting out into the NFC Championship game, this is the game that they got to win. If they don't beat the Eagles here in this spot, with the, with the Eagles just going through a gauntlet, I, they're never going to beat them, right? And if anybody's listened to any of the podcasts, that also is – there are no more original thoughts at all out there. And, and that thought I know has been echoed because I listen to a shit ton of content. People have said that thought as well, so I'm not saying anything that's groundbreaking. But, I mean, it is the truth. If they're not going to beat the Eagles here, when the hell are they going to beat the Eagles? In the playoffs all of a sudden, randomly on the road? No, they're not. No, they're not. The game means more. I mean, obviously the game means more to Dallas to prove to to everybody that they are somebody to fuck with. But Philly's going to come out knowing that now San Francisco is only one – well, San Francisco and I think Detroit are only one game behind them. Now's the time – like that's why I yeah, said last they're, bo- week, they're both nine and three. Yeah, right. So last, that's why I was saying like last week. Yes, it was a loss. Yes, they got hammered. We did not expect that. It does not mean it did not mean as much as this in intra division game that they have right now. Like this week, I would say would have been regardless a more important game because it guarantees you a home playoff game. If they can get two up on Dallas with two, two up, yeah, two up on Dallas. Plus yeah, they're they one have, up now. Ten, right, plus two, they nine, have, three. Right, plus they'll have the double head-to-head wins. 
You know what I mean? So like they'll be two two up with four to go, and they have the head to head. All they got to do is close out one more game, and they win the division. They're guaranteeing a home win. They want they want that one seed, obviously. But last week didn't doesn't matter as much as this week. They know Dallas. They've beaten Dallas down numerous times over and over, regardless of how good Dallas's defense is. Uh- I am with you on all of that. I would just say this, is that you could make the same argument for Dallas in this game. Dallas needs this just as much. They they know it, too. They want the division. They got to win this game. You know, sure. they want a home playoff game. They want to win this game. So, anyway, I, I mean, it is a great game. I, I'm very excited game. to watch it. It's a great Fantastic. game. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it plays out. So, we will fly backwards in time to the 4 o'clock games and out to Arrowhead Stadium. Where what it's uh what's the field now? It, it's something field at Arrowhead Stadium, right? Kansas City. No, no, no. It, it's some kind of field. It's like uh, it, it's dual. You know, I don't know. It, dual sponsorship. The field. I, is something. Yeah, I know. I, I'm telling you what I call it. I call it Kansas City Stadium. Okay, all right. Kansas City Stadium. So we'll fly out to Kansas City Stadium where the Chiefs are hosting the Bills. Another great one. This is the AFC Championship of years past. Chiefs favored by one. 49 is the over under. 50. It is. It is the Giha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something ridiculous. It's the Giha field yeah, at yeah, Arrowhead yeah. Stadium. Uh, and so the tickets are basically split. The money is on the Chiefs at 72% of the money pool, and the Sharps are on the Bills. I'm just going to say it out here. I've heard. Uh, I, I was listening to WFAN here locally in New York, and uh, I forgot what show it was on, but they had Nick Costa. Do you ever listen to You Better You Bet at all? No. Nick Costa, he, he was he, – I had first heard him on Gil Alexander's Megapod, uh, Beating the Book or whatever his, his podcast was, and uh, Costa has got his own now show and is kind of like – he's been on a rocket ship for a couple of years. A fun listen. Anyway, he was on WFAN. And he was talking about this game, and he said, if you like the Bills, and you think the Bills have a shot, and you think they got a shot at, like, taking the whole thing, you should bet them right now because they were something at, like, 18-1 to 1 to win the whole thing. And Oh, it's crazy what it is. Yeah, and so if you think they're going to win now, bet it now because if they beat the Chiefs here, and I guess they're a live dog, right? I think we both think that. Um, you know, their odds are going to go right, you know, they're going to go sinking down. Sinking up, sinking down, yeah, down. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you are the Bills fan. You love the Bills. You you invested all of your fantasy capital this year in a combination of Diggs and, and Allen. So I'll let you tell me why the Bills are going to win here on the road. I just think that Kansas City kind of got a, a bad little – Wrap here because they're they're playing on a short week against the t- against a, a very talented Buffalo team. Are they very talented? Bu- oh Jesus! I'm not having this argument with you again. Well, no, I mean you know it, it's all hyperbole, but like you know, I mean, are, are they? Unbelievable? We talk, but it's the same question you ask me every week. 
Yes. <laughs> like, that, it's the same fucking All right, no, question. No, 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 fuck me. Fuck me. I got you. I got you. All right. I, we, we won't have to beat a dead horse. I got you. I, I, you know, I mean, it's fun to talk about, but yeah, you're right. It, it's a little, old, old, you know, long in the tooth. It's like the, the same. Okay, every fine. game, so every they, week, Buffalo plays. It's the same. I, I have the same thought process. It's the same thing that we're going to feel as long as Mahomes is the quarterback for Kansas City. It's the same feeling we're going to have with them going into games for the next three years. It's the same thought process. Yes, Buffalo is on probably the latter end of their little dynasty run that they were hoping to be on because they're going to have to flip. They're going to have to start to make some some changes. It's just not working. But they're still a very – when we talk talent, there's a lot of things that go into like a team and you're, this isn't like I'm teaching you anything. I'm just stating the obvious. There's, there's experience. There is, uh, uh, understanding the system that the players are in, right? There is the coaching aspect of it, which is very simply put, everybody believes in what that guy is preaching on a daily basis. McDermott, right. And, and then there's that overall talent level, right? Like what, what Josh Allen's very talented. Stephon Diggs is very talented. The kid cook has potential to be very talented. They have the pieces in place on offense. Defense is a system that is totally different. That, that team is not well, the same people. They're out a ton of people. Right. Right. I mean, that, right. that's, so, that's so, a question so mark. That's the, that's the difference. That offense is always going to put up numbers. I mean, they're probably averaging 25 to 30 points a game. So that, 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 that piece is good. The problem is, is that they're just not stopping people. So when it comes to games every single week, there's a reason that Buffalo is always either favored or an underdog by two and a half points. I'm not, you know, this is Vegas that's making the lines, obviously. So they're way smarter. They're the ones that run the analytics. If they were that bad of a team, their analytics would provide spreads that would be minus six and a half. I mean, plus six and a half, plus eight and a half. You know what I mean? Like if they were that bad of a team. So how do you not invest in a team like that? How do you not believe in a team like that, that regardless of a six and five, six and six record is still a half point favorite at the defending is Kansas City defending champs? Yeah, Kansas yeah, City, Kansas City de- defending game. champs, defending champs, home stadium. Right, and yet you, t- you, still... you, you flip the three the other way, and the Bills are favored. Yeah, well, they're still the, favored. Chi- the Chiefs are out. Pacheco, he's he's done with a shoulder for this week. Um, they're... he's done for weeks, weeks. Yeah, well, I guess it's a, it's the same shoulder that he hurt in preseason, right? So right, or... he's he's weak. They they might say he's. You know, oh, he's okay. He'll be back. In, like, no, bullshit. He's out weeks. Yeah, weeks. I, I would think the same thing. I, I actually read the same thing. But for now, it's this week. He's out. Uh, Edwards Hilaire or, you know, McKinnon, they've been firing. Oddly enough, around 5 o'clock, I grabbed uh, Edwards Hilaire Ooh. somewhere. And I just lost my brother. So we're going to take a quick break. And we will be right back. <laughs> And we're back. So my brother wanted to hang up on the program just to keep me on my toes, which he did. Uh, as always saying uh, about Edward Solaire, oddly enough, 5 o'clock this afternoon, Edward Solaire was out there in fantasy, as was McKinnon, in, in a lot of spots. I think there was only one league I went to 
that, uh, you know, whoever was available wasn't taken yet, right? Uh, obviously, some people were sitting on McKinnon. Uh, not anybody was sitting yeah, on Yeah, like Hilaire. fucking Sala Queen. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I didn't look. Did, did uh, Little Deucey have him, or did he pick him up? He, he, he had him. I went to go pick him up before the Pittsburgh game because I was going to pick up McKinnon and put him in instead of Jalen Warren. And... Fucking solid queen had him. He's still available in Lost in the Fog. I, uh, I, I know. I, I looked at him. It's just I don't know what I would do on my team. And I think this is where everybody else is going to be at. That's exactly the problem. Edward Solaire, you know, are you going to get multiple weeks out of him? Yes or no? What are you going right. to get out and, of him? And is it worth dropping a player when you know the playoffs start next week? Right. Oh, no. Lost in the Fog, I grabbed him. I grabbed him in Lost in the Fog. Oh, I, I I I looked at him twice today, and I was like, eh, I'm just I can't. There was one of my other leagues, and I forgot, but I passed him up because I was just like, I don't know but what to do with him. It's like I'm not going to start him over David Montgomery. I'm not going to start him over James Cook. I'm not going to start him over uh, the guy from Indianapolis, Zach Moss, and I'm not going to start him over. Uh, I can't remember who my fourth running back is. But, like, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, even if I want to try and fit him in, like, is he really going to do what he did again last year? Like, is that what Kansas City's going to do? Yeah, and- I, I, I get you. I don't know. He, here's, here's a question for you before we get back to the game. This is a move that I made in one league, and I think I'm fourth, and I could end up being first, depending on what happens with this week of games. Or maybe I'm third, and I could end up first. I had Ramonde Stevenson, who's got a high ankle sprain. And he's done. He's done. So I cut him, and I grabbed Edward Hilaire. But Stevenson could come back maybe for the final week of the season, right? The final week hey, of the season. Yeah, but, but who's going to want to play anybody off a week removed from a high ankle sprain? Well, like it's not and it. I also thought, you know, if if – New England is out of it, which they are. Are they going to really bring him back, or they just say, "Hey, dude, it's, no just call it a season," right? No. It's like stupid. We we don't need it. So anyway, um, by but- the way, and la- last night was proof that Bill Belichick didn't tell his kicker to miss the the fucking field goal against the Giants. And why is that? Because they beat they beat Pittsburgh. Right. Well, and, and also at fourth and three, the one guy jumped off sides. So if you want conspiracy theories. Although he didn't mean to. I know that. I'm just fucking around. But, um, no, I, I mean, he beat him. Yeah, sure. But that's not my argument for how that – or my explanation of how the Giants-Patriots game ended would have happened in a conspiracy is just a conversation that takes place privately with Belichick and the kicker where – Something said to the effect of, hey, look, if we're in a position where there's a kick and it would cost us the game and it happens to go wide left or wide right, it will not be held against you this year. Right? Like, outside of that. you are just ridiculous. I I mean. This is a kicker. The kicker doesn't. The kicker's whole life, his family, maybe his extended family. That he has to provide for, based off of his kicks, like I, I'm, I'm just saying it could happen. I'm about? just saying it could happen. I'm not saying it did. I'm not saying it's practical. I'm just saying it could happen. Isn't he a rookie? Uh yeah. I mean, and they cut somebody for him too, and he's had a shit year. 
which I you know, get it. I get it. But like he's trying to build a entertain resume. Entertain my goddamn conspiracy theories, Chris. Fucking go with it's, it. It's enjoyable. It's, the, it's fun. D- I, I it's that's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> that's not even like a logic. I love conspiracy theories. I live for conspiracy theories. I off I actually I lived for conspiracy theories for a very long time, but we call them profanticizing. Oh, and that Christ. means and that means you create a prophecy and then you fantasize about what's happening in that prophecy and then you're developing this conscious thought based oh, off of this is what happens folks this is what happens when you you get a a former alcoholic or addict who has you know <laughs> found the straight and narrow and all of a sudden they become fucking plato so, you know, <laughs> tell us how it's yeah. done, buddy. Tell us how you're, it's done. You're right. No, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't give a shit right. what you have to say. I, the fact is, is that fucking uh, Belichick told him to miss that kick and he did it. So back to the Chiefs game. Uh, so Chiefs the are favored by one. Worse. So the Giants. I'm taking, his, I'm taking the Chiefs. His former team will get a worse fucking pick. No, so he would get a worse pick. I, that's what I'm saying. So he, he's trying to blow the game against his former team so he gets a better pick for a team that he's not even going to coach next year. Uh, maybe, maybe not. You know, you don't know if he and he and uh, maybe there's been a conversation between him and Kraft and being like, look, you can get rid of me after one more year. Just let me get a quarterback. You know, Mac Jones didn't work, but I've got this lined up. Our defense is humming. We've done things that haven't been done in, you know, decades, and we've got this shit record as a result of it. And like, you know, maybe that conversation is had too. Uh, anyway, uh, conspiracies aside, I'm taking the Chiefs. You're going to take who? Seriously. You're taking the Bills, right? Yeah. Okay. Obviously. So I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, you're taking the Bills. I think it is a coin flip. I could go either way with this game. I'm basically just going to take the home team. Uh, you know, I, I can't. That's that's wait. Basically. So the the even spread game is a coin flip. Get out of here. Well, no, but I mean, you have a you have a feel for the game. You don't think it's a coin flip because you're picking you're you're picking the Bills, and I would think that you, knowing you and hearing the way that you talk, you actually like the Bills, like the Bills, like you I don't mean, think gonna, it's a coin flip. I'm, I'm, no, it's it's not. That's the funny part about it. But Vegas is putting a coin flip. I know. I, I actually think it's a coin flip. I think this game is completely evenly matched. I think it is. You know, it could go either way. I'm going with the Chiefs just because I like Holmes a little bit more than I like their lack of lack of wide receivers. And I'm I'm a little iffy on on Allen. He's been, you know, sometimes on fire, and other times here, he's looked a little shaky. So anyway, I'll, I'm going to take the hometown team there, and I'm going to take Mahomes. So uh, we got one more to talk about here, and that's going to be, again, back in time. Go back in time. That's a little uh, back of the future for you. Uh, one o'clock game. This is Falcons Bucks in Atlanta. Falcons favored by two. Uh, the Sharps are on the Bucks. 58% of the tickets are on the Bucks, while 74% of the money pool is on Atlanta. 41 is the over-under here. I'm, I'm thinking this game, again, much like a coin flip, could go either way. The Bucks here, this game is means something. Why are we talking about these two shitbox teams? Because somebody's got to win the NFC South. And here you go. Here's two of the t- two of the teams. Falcons in the driver's seat right now. I-, I don't like the Falcons, but I think I'd like him in this spot. I mean, what gives me concern is like the Mike Evans factor. 
The guy's really fucking good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Atlanta's shitbox. I, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, but who's who's more shitbox, them or Tampa Bay? Uh, well, Tampa Bay's shitbox too, but Atlanta's Atlanta's garbage, in my opinion. I, I mean, more garbage than the Bucks. Um, I, I should rephrase that. I, I, Desmond Ritter is garbage. Oh yeah, he is. He is terrible. And, and as bad as Baker Mayfield can be at times, he's easily better than than Ritter. Yeah, but he gets a bad rap. He really does. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's good. He just he gets this rap as like one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And well, he gets I, sloppy. He gets sloppy, but he's I, sloppy. But I, but I, I mean, he's that, that is who he is. Yeah, I think he's found his kind of niche here. You know, like you know, he could stay if he stayed in Tampa Bay for the next couple of years. That'd be probably be a good spot for him to, you know, wrap it up. I, he sh- I mean, I don't know. I, I, I hope for the guy that he had like a smack in the face and it woke him up and he's got to play. He's got to stop with this like showboating shit and just play hard. And he's he's played really hard, probably harder this year than he's ever played in his career. So I, I but to, to go back to it, I, I we could break this down however you want to break it down. The Bucks. Defense, if they're healthy, is probably the determining factor in this game. Yeah, they're, uh, they're the if, best of the four squads if they're healthy and they play well, right? Right, for sure. So if they play well, they should easily win this game. If Atlanta gets the ability to run and Bijan Robinson gets the opportunity to just dominate, then... It goes the other way, right? It goes I, I the mean, other way. I got you. Again, I, this is probably a coin flip, the same as I thought that Chiefs-Bills was. You don't think the other one was, but you think this one is. Uh, but who do you take here? I'm taking the Falcons. I, I, I think that Bijan at home, um, I'm, I'm a little wary of a Tampa Bay at this point because I think they've, you know, punched above their weight a little bit as the, the season's gone on. And, I mean, how much more can you do? I mean, you just had to come back. With big Mike Evans' performance to beat the Panthers, it's like uh, now you got to go on the road, tough division game. You know, I'm going to go Atlanta. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, I mean it, it's a good pick again. It it it's a this game is good. I you know, I don't know if I would watch it because I mean the teams are bad, but I mean it is two evenly matched teams in a, in a game that actually means something. Unfortunately, these fucking teams are six and six and five and seven. So it's like shit. <laughs> what am I? But if you look at the rest of the one o'clock games, which we'll talk about right now, there's not a whole hell of a lot to uh, to watch. So maybe it is the game to tune into. So with that said, let's go. I'd like to know. Oh, okay. What would you I like would, to know? I would like to know. I would like to know what the worst record to ever win a Super Bowl was. Uh, that's Googleable, obviously. Uh, it's probably something. I mean, it's old school, so it's going to be like maybe nine and seven. You know, maybe one of the. I mean, it's going to be a wild card team, right? The Giants had those couple of wild card wins. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like a nine and seven, or like a ten and six. Let's see, worst record to win a Super Bowl might be one of those Giants teams. Um. Might be something back in the day. I mean, I started watching football. Maybe the, the Packers. Maybe the Packers when they won as a wild card. Uh, based on regular season winning percentage, it is 
the 2011 New York Giants were the worst team to win the Super Bowl. They finished wow. the regular season only with a record of nine and seven, but then ended up winning that Super Bowl. So go figure. Was uh, what was what was Belichick to the Giants when he was he defensive coordinator when they won the Super Bowl? You're talking about when he was with the Giants, he was defense coordinator, yes. Defensive coordinator. And they won the Super Bowl, right? Yes, correct. I think he was on both those squads, uh, 86 and 90. Although he might have been the coach. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm a Giant fan. I should know that, and I, I don't know. Um, I'd have I to- wonder. I, I'd like to know. I, I don't think he's ever beaten the Giants. Uh, what do you mean? Beaten them when? As a coach. Oh, that I don't know. I, I you know, that that's worth a Google. And uh, you know, let, let's not do that right now because we're pushing uh, fifty plus minutes here, and we got to rip through these games and then get our gambling in here. So, um, but we can talk about that next time. But it is good, you know. Anybody at home, if you're, if you're scoring at home, uh, throw up Google and see if Bill Belichick has ever beat the New York Football Giants. As for us, we will begin. In Chicago, Bears going to be a home dog here against the Lions in NFC North battle. Lions favored by three and a half. 43 is the over under. Who are you going to take here? Everybody's on the Bears on this one, actually. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely not on the Bears. Yeah, me not a Not a fucking chance. I took the Lions, as did you. But, no, the uh, the, the tickets and the money are both on uh, on the Bears. Sharps are on the Lions, as are the Eggy brothers. Ravens are going to be hosting the Rams. This is a head-scratcher. Rams are favored by 7.5 points against the Rams, who have played pretty well here, although they had a fight and claw against Joe Flacco-led Browns last week. 40 is the over-under. No sharp action, tickets, Ravens, money, Rams. I don't know. I'm going to go Rams here. I just think the spread's too big. Uh, Yeah, I took the Rams. Exactly. I took the Rams. That's right. exactly why you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, spread seven and a half. That's a lot of points. Hey, let's head out to East Rutherford, the Jets, another home dog here. They're taking on the Texans, who, you know, obviously is everybody's, like, you know, favorite thing to talk about. Texans favored by three and a half points. 33 and a half is the over-under. So they think that Jets are really not going to score. In this one, they're obviously going back to Zach Wilson. What a disaster New York has become this year. Uh, right now, tickets and the money are on the Texans and pretty heavy. Sharps on the Jets. I'll let you go first. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to take the Jets. Yeah, me either. I'm on the, I'm on the Texans too. You know the the Jets' time is coming gone, and uh, it's time to move on there. So we're both they're going on. back to Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, no, no more talk about that. Although maybe there shouldn't be talk about this outside of the fact that last week he actually looked good. The Bengals have their backup quarterback, another backup quarterback in this crazy 2023 season, and Browning looked terrible two weeks ago, looked good last week, and then they won. Go figure. Big W last week. Now they host the Colts. They're going to be favored by two points. 44 is the over-under. Trifecta game. Everything in favor of the Bengals. Uh, I'll go first. I'm taking the Bengals. Yep. I'm with you. I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah. Minshew on the road makes me a little little scared, and the Bengals looked okay. Uh, you know, and then the backup quarterback thing, it's a – 
question for another podcast, but I, we talked about it, I think, a little bit last week. But like I said, the question becomes, like, are there really good quarterbacks out there that just don't get found? I am a stark believer that that's not the case. But Browning is going to try to prove me wrong this week. Uh, well, the, <laughs> the Jets tried to find Tim Boyle. I, they tried to find everybody. It didn't work out, right? I mean, it, it's rare that you ever get it. I just, you know, I don't think it's just for a lack of quarterbacks not getting a chance. But Browning is going to try to prove that uh, argument incorrect. Next up is going to be the Saints hosting the Panthers. Saints favored by five points here. Jesus, what the Saints do to be favored by five? Oh, they're playing the Panthers. 37 and a half is the over-under. No sharp action. Tickets and money on the Panthers. Who are you going to take? Saints. I, I don't know why. I just don't like the Panthers. I got you. I'm taking the Panthers. Uh, only reason is because I thought five points was a lot of points. But uh, Panthers are really bad. I don't like them. Makes me feel really weird picking them here. But, I mean, five points is five points. So, speaking of uh, weird games here, you have a game that actually means a lot. I was going to throw in as one of the picks but or one of the games to talk about. But then I was like, ah, they are backup quarterbacks. Or maybe they're not. Uh, it's going to be the Joe Flacco-led Cleveland Browns against uh, you know yet-to-be-determined quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Browns trifecta in this game. Everybody loves them. They're favored by 2.5. The over-under is 33. So it looks to be a low-scoring defensive battle. The Browns only need a field goal to win this one should you place your money on them. I'm not putting my money on Joe Flacco. All right. So you are going to be taking Jaguars. I'm on the opposite end there. I'm taking the Browns. Uh, And that'll take us to our 4 o'clock games. First of which, 49ers Seahawks. This is the spread we talked about about 50 minutes ago. 49ers were favored by 11 just a couple hours ago. That has gone up to 13. So the 49ers at home, 13-point favorites against the Seahawks. 46.5 is the over-under. It uh, looks like the tickets and the sharps like the 49ers, but the money pretty heavy on Seattle. What do you? Yeah, think? I, I, I don't. I, I guess they're they're assuming or they know knowledge. They have knowledge that Geno Smith isn't starting. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Thirteen points is a lot of points, and I'm fighting myself to not pick the 49ers. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, but I'm gonna take Seattle. It's just too many points. I know it's just it, it is too many points, but I, I don't know if I can bring myself to do it, man. What? When? When did they almost? They just almost beat somebody. Who did they almost beat? Jesus, uh, my brain is who? Seattle. Mush. Yeah, uh, Seattle's looked pretty shitty for a while here now. Um, I, I don't no, know. Metcalf just you just had him in fantasy. Went off for like eighty points. Yeah, I know, but I, I mean, uh, oh, I, the Cowboys game. Right, it was the Cowboys game. Yes. It, it was the Thursday night. Thursday night games. I don't put any it's a stock. Great in those. fucking game. That was a great game. I know, but it's a Thursday night game. It, it, like I can't put any stock in Thursday night games. They always play funky. Always play funky. Um, but let, let's take that one out. Hold on. Let me pull up their schedule here. Uh, Who they have before that? Uh, it was the 49ers They lost. Rams. They lost that close one. Commanders. They beat. Ravens. They lost. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. There hasn't been anything on this uh, on this schedule that's given me any kind of confidence in the Seahawks. Um, they played the 49ers pretty tight. 31-13 was the final in that one. That was because uh, of the late touchdown from Ayuk, and they still came back in that game, though. They yeah. they looked okay. Shit, am I going to change my bet here and take Seattle? No. 
I'm taking the 49ers. Fuck it. I'm taking the 49ers. I can't. No. Fuck. I, I can't. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. Uh, next game up is going to be Vikings on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders. Here you go. Raiders, a home dog against Vikings with a quarterback yet to be determined, or it sounds like it's going to be Dodds, but I, you know. Uh, he, he he was questioning it. Now I think he made him the quarterback. Whatever it is, the Raiders. Uh, you know I don't know. The, they're the dogs here. Uh, you know by three points, mind you. Forty is the over under. Are you going to take your team here? No, no. Oh, man, uh, I'm taking the Raiders here. I'm taking the Raiders. I I mean the Vikings. I the Vikings defense has been good, but the offense is like, you know. Very, uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, but they got Jeff- Jefferson back, right? So that's a big kudos in their, in their favor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, all right, so next up is going to be Chargers-Broncos. This game in, in Los Angeles. Chargers home favorites by two and a half points. 49 is the over-under. Uh, no sharp action. Everybody else loves the Broncos. Uh, I'll start. I'll take the Broncos in this one. No. <clears throat> okay. No, I'm going to take the Chargers. Yeah. You like the Chargers. You, you're like a Chargers-Bills guy. You've been pushing for those teams all, all year long. Uh, the Broncos, I rewatched that game. The Broncos, after the first quarter, first quarter and a half, they didn't look terrible. Um, you know, it was just they got off to a cold start there. And the Chargers, I mean, Chargers only have to win this game. I mean, it's two and a half points. So, picking the Broncos, you know, you're kind of picking them to win. But that's where I'm going to go. So, that means the next two games we have will both be on the same day. And that's going to be on Monday night. You have a double dipper here. A weird double dipper. I think they're at the same time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe they're like 20 minutes off. But they don't do those eight, like 8 o'clock. 10:30 ones anymore. They did that a couple of years ago, and that was kind of nice in the, in the beginning of the season. Uh, and they stopped that. So now this week you're gonna have two Monday night games, and I think one of these might be on like I don't know one of the plus channels or something. Oh well, I think ESPN one, ABC on the other, and ESPN Plus is also featuring them. But anyway, we'll start off with the first one: Dolphins hosting the Titans. Dolphins favored by 13, 46 and a half is the over under. I tried to pull stats from this game, but Action Network didn't have anything for whatever reason. So um, it did have sharps on on Dolphins. 13 is a lot of points. It's the same thing with the 49ers, but again, I fight with myself not to pick Miami here. What do you end up doing? I'm taking my yeah, I'm taking Miami yeah, for sure. sure. I I they have proven Mike McDaniel's has just shown he doesn't give a fuck. He'll just he'll keep fucking laying it on. Yeah, he's an interesting coach, and it's going to be interesting to see how interesting coach. It's going to be interesting to see. There's a lot of interesting, but uh, it's going to going to be interesting to see how his career unfolds. To see is this a function of the fact that he has Tyreek Hill and he's just putting him in positions where he can just run fly patterns and you know catch a thousand yards all the time. Well, a thousand yards yeah. is not a lot, but uh, you know, two sober guy, huh? Sober guy. Yeah, he quit drinking or something, or always has quit yeah. drinking. Yeah, so he quit obviously, a couple years ago. Yeah, you know, so he's like, you know, your guy's, uh, you know, idol, right? You know, he's the they sober do. living people, idol. You know, everybody loves. Yeah, pe- people love. People definitely love. Yeah, a bunch of all my uh, recovery friends. They they love him. 
yeah, so uh, there you go. Sober guys, a lot of fun. They like each other, and so they'll like the Dolphins, uh, if not uh, on a whole, probably at least this week. Or should I say it the other way? Maybe not this week for the 13 points, but definitely on the whole. Uh, so I'm going to take the Dolphins. You're going to take the Dolphins. We're both in there uh, at 13 points. And then the final game is back in East Rutherford. So East Rutherford's got a home and uh, back-to-back this week. They got the Jets uh, on Sunday afternoon, and they're going to have the Giants Monday night. The Giants are going to be six-and-a-half-point home dogs to Jordan Love and the resurgent Packers here. 36-and-a-half is the over-under, not expecting a lot of points. And I imagine that's the low expectations on Tommy DeVita or DeVito. Uh, right now, Sharps are on the Giants, and then everything else is on the Packers. Um, I I will go, I, I don't know, the Packers do look okay. I'm still a little hesitant about, you know, doing cartwheels about this team. You know, all of a sudden, everybody, you know, Love has gone from the next replacement of Favre down to, it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, back to, oh, he looks like another replacement of Green Bay greats. So, I don't know, it, the media's got to make up their mind Do they want to, you know, Give this kid kudos, or do they want to tear him down? Because depending on what week it is, they, they'll do either. So, But six and a half is a lot of points, so I'm going to take the Giants. Uh, yeah, I went back and forth on this one, too. I took the Giants, but I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they just get fucking hammered. Well, I mean, it's coming just because, look, DeVito isn't that good, and the rest of the roster is not that good. They, they are playing better than what they are. Uh, which is frustrating as a Giant fan because you want a better, you want a worse record, so a better draft pick. And these couple of games here versus Washington and New England has kind of screwed that up. Um, but you know, I mean, look, there's a lot of shitbox teams in the NFL right now, so uh, it's it's very tough to naturally tank. Uh, you yeah, know, I don't, I don't even know what 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 are they fifth, sixth now? Yeah, I, I, I mean, but didn't I say this? Uh, on the podcast at one point, I said, you know, they're going to win a couple of games here and they're going to fucking screw themselves and they're going to end up picking, like, somewhere in fifth and sixth. Uh, I had the schedule up and I think I just got rid of it. Yeah, them and the Raiders are both one's eight, one's nine. Uh, I I had it up, and I'll tell you in a second because I had it right here. Overall league standings, uh, if I go for the league uh, standings, uh, let's go league right now. The Giants are above the Bears, Jets, Titans, Commanders, Cardinals, Pats, and Panthers. So I, you know, yeah, the the Panthers are are just they're like in... eight now. They're like eight, but I mean, look, there's a lot of teams that are four and eight, right? So there's a little bit of a log jam there at four and eight, and uh, I guess four and nine, if you, can, you know, include the Commanders. They're not going to get a quarterback at eight, though. They're not going to get somebody that's. I mean, you can get a quarterback, of course, but I mean, well, you can always not play get... the dice game of trading down to somebody that wants to trade up and then looking. Yeah, for but then you're going to have to throw in something. Yeah, I take Bonix gonna... for sure. I think the kid, the, the kids played on numerous programs. He's been successful. So the problem isn't just Bo... the problem isn't just the quarterback. They they need. I mean, next year Hyatt will be a second year. This is turning into a big blue fucking podcast let's just keep going <laughs> okay uh well there's nothing to keep going that's it that those are all the games so let's start with our bets uh and if i want to turn up and pot up the sound and then hit the sounder this is what you'll hear 
fourth down. Instead of that dead air, which sounded fantastic. And I'm not going to cut it out because fuck that. We're leaving it in. Uh, so let's go. Uh, best bets. Uh, I'll give you mine. Kansas City. You gave me yours, and I think it was Philadelphia. Philly, yeah. So Philadelphia for Chris KC for me. Uh, super contest. Go ahead. I got Detroit, Minnesota, Buffalo, Chargers, Dolphins. Okay, so where do we align? Nowhere. Uh, I have Kansas City. I have Cincinnati at home, Cleveland at home, Dallas at home, and then I have Houston on the road against the Jets. So literally, we don't have anything. Do, are we on opposite sides anywhere either? Uh, Philadelphia. I have Dallas. You have Philadelphia as your best bet, but it's not in your super contest. So you have, there you go. You got, you got 10 super contest picks, all that are different. So feel free to take a stab at a combination of any of those. Uh, I'll tell you that I'm right, though. Uh, gambling. Uh, I will let you go. You had a big week last week. Uh, a quick summation is that I think you hit all of your bets. So you were good for about a thousand bucks, which brought you to around seven thousand. Which means factoring in the two thousand you invested in long-term bets, you're just one grand under under even. Uh, so pretty impressive. Uh, so I, I was not. I'm at five thirty-one. I was at five fifty. I won and lost, and so I lost two hundred bucks in the week. So I'll let you go. You you've got the lead here. Seven thousand. What are you going to choose to invest? Yep. So I'm going to throw. Money on my best bet. I'm going to put a hundred money line to win two fifty on Philly. I am going to do a hundred to win two hundred on Buffalo spread, which is like a pick 'em. Yeah, basically. Then I have two money line parlays I'm going to do, and that is Cincinnati, Detroit, Baltimore. Cincinnati, Detroit, and Baltimore. Okay, so Cincinnati, you're looking for that dog to win. And that's 100 to win 350. And? And then I got 100 to win 550, and that's going to be well, the 49. No, it's not. It's just the, the 49ers, Buffalo, and Philly. All with spread or money line? Money line. So that's the Philadelphia game that's getting you the juice there because you, they're going to It's be just, it's essentially bringing it back to a three team parlay. I don't know why anybody wouldn't do it this way. Yeah. So it's San Francisco to win, Buffalo to win, you know, Philadelphia to win. So you got two. I mean, yeah, you know, different strokes, different folks. Uh, okay. And so what else? Uh, that's it. I'm, I've been working on an alt, alt spread parlay, but. I, I can't really find happiness yet. And I'm kind of playing it, playing it by ear, but what I essentially do like and what I think I'm going to wind up doing is jacking the, like a four team where I'm going to jack the Eagles up to seven and a half. I'll bring the dolphins down to eight and a half. I will bring the 49ers down to nine and a half and I'll bring the bills up to two minus two and a half and throw like a hundred bucks on it. I'm not sure what the, the total uh, will be. I'll tell you right now, actually. All right. Well, mm. you do that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to get mine because I only had three bets. 
And yeah, it's a hundred to win seven hundred. Okay. All right, so I have five fifty three hundred, about fifty three sixty one. So you know, round it up to fifty four hundred, make myself feel better about myself. Uh, rough year, you know. I thought I had it going a couple weeks ago, and then last week just went back. So here we just sit. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to do a sucker tease to start everything off. I'm going to take Baltimore, tease them down to one and a half. I'm going to take San Francisco and tease them down. It was at five. This is well, I, part of the reason I think that that spread got jacked up to 13 because I think everybody was hopping on the 11 to bring it to five. And now at 13, the six brings it to seven. So a touchdown favor would be a push. I'm still going to take it. So San Francisco down to seven and then Las Vegas going to jack them up to nine. So, again, Baltimore down to one and a half, San Francisco down to seven, Las Vegas up to nine. I'll bet 250 on that for 650 in return. And then I'm going to do two correlated parlay. First one is going to be Kansas City and Cleveland. That's my hometown bets. And then that's going to be 150 for 560. And then I'm going to take those and add on Atlanta. So, I don't know what to call it. I mean, the home teams need these wins. That's what that one's called. And so I'm going to put 100 on all of those for 7-11. Go, go get yourself a Slurpee after you win that one. So, again, Kansas City, Cleveland as one leg of it, 150 there. And then add Atlanta to those to make three, and I'll take that for 100. So that's it for me. Um, and you got nothing else. We went through all yours. We went through mine. So that's, as they say in the biz, that is a wrap. So... All the best. Enjoy your weekend. Chris, I will talk to you. You, you. you work all weekend long, so you're just a slave. So, you know, you, you call me when you get some free time, and then uh, we can BS. Get your tree up, by the way. Have you done that yet or no? Richie, I was a week and a half ahead of you. Oh, did you get your tree up a while ago? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you got your tree up. Everybody else there, you know. Enjoy your holidays. I think Hanukkah kicked off yesterday. You know, Christmas, we got another couple weeks to go out and run around and like crazy and buy all your shit. Get your lights up and trees up and all that good shit. And uh, hopefully Sunday comes along and we win ourselves all some money to help uh, pad those Christmas bankrolls. So all the best. Enjoy your weekend. Chris, I'll talk to you later. Adios.